0: Radio Western.
1: And good Monday morning, Brian.
0: Good morning, Carrie.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Outlook on this Monday morning on um, 94.9 CHRW Radio Western. And we're back with another episode.
0: Yes, final episode of the month. Yeah. and
1: uh, um, Yeah, so I got it wrong last week, actually, just make a quick correction. <laughs> uh, September is not uh, National Disability um uh, Employment Awareness Month. That's October.
0: Okay. <laughs> what was September then? Eight. It's
1: Chronic Pain Awareness Month. Oh, okay. That's what I'm focusing on Which right now. That
0: also applies to you.
1: Yeah, I share some of these chronic pain stories well, these so. days. Uh, but that's not really what the show's about. So. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, we'll t- we could touch on chronic pain at some point. Oh, well, well, sure. Because we
1: because having blindness and chronic pain is so much fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't. We want to. We want to make people realize that being, <laughs> blindness is is fine. Yeah. Here's
1: the point that yeah. Um, I'd probably be doing just fine if it weren't for the chronic pain. Um, but anyway, do you want to start by talking about your experience this past weekend? Uh, you've been up to? I had a pretty quiet weekend, trying to relax after the last few weeks. But
0: oh, did you? Mm-hmm. You didn't get up to too much? No,
1: I just vegged all weekend, pretty much. Except I watched an episode of the first episode of This Is Us, uh, which we'll get to in a minute. But
0: yes, the, the TV show that has caused a bit of a little bit of discussion and controversy in the blind community.
1: Yeah. A little bit.
0: Um, so, yeah, I'll just talk briefly. Um, so, I went out with someone Friday night uh, to the Aeolian Hall, um, a jazz pianist. There was a, a trio, the G- Gabriel Palacci trio. Um, Palachi. Yeah, actually, some tickets were given away for the show this past, last Monday after our show on The Jazz Show, which you can hear every Monday at noon. Mm. Um, she gave away some tickets on that show, and then I heard about it. I was like, oh, that could be interesting. So I actually I didn't win the tickets, yeah, but yeah. I went and bought some. Um, but anyhow, went to the show with uh, someone who's also blind, and uh, it, it actually went really well. I'd, I'd never really actually been to the Aeolian Hall on my own. I've been there numerous times with... With friends and I, I, performed there actually with "Share the Land" a few years ago.
1: Oh, you did! I can't, I can't keep track of all the venues in London. The ones we've seen shows at, the ones you've been performing. The Aeolian at. Hall's
0: a, it's it's a really great one. I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of listeners probably know. But Good sound if, though, if you're a student or someone new in town that doesn't know about it, yeah, it's just it's uh, it's it's a nice nice venue, nice quiet seated venue. Um, Carrie, you were there when we saw, um, oh. I can't remember the name.
1: <laughs>
0: you were there. We sat at a table. Anyway, <laughs> we sat at the table. <laughs> well, oh, there, that's good. There's seats there, but there's also some little tables in certain <laughs> spots. Um, but anyway, yeah. It's, so it's traveling there with two me and, and another blind person, and finding the venue was was pretty easy. Um, I got off the bus. I, I knew which stop to get off at. Then I didn't realize um, it was behind me, so I kept walking um, down Dundas. But then realized I had to turn around. Just about a minute later, so we turned around and we found the venue. Okay. Um, and then when we got to the door, someone someone had mentioned um, something about is there is there someone with you today? Um, as society in general, it, it depends. But people often they see someone blind and they assume oh they must have a guardian they must have somebody with them helping them or taking care of them. And um, mm-hmm. and and one in one sense I can see it because people just a lot of it is just is lack of education and it's oftentimes people aren't aren't trying to be mean about it they're just. It's just how it's sort of portrayed in society, Mm -hmm. which is what we're kind of trying to change. Um, But anyway, I kind of heard somebody actually, I'm trying to remember exactly how it went down, but I heard someone kind of muttering to like someone else maybe who worked there or volunteered (laughs) there as we walked up the stairs. Someone kind of directed us to the stairs and we walked up by ourselves. And then I heard someone in the background saying, is is there someone coming with them or something? (laughs) They weren't even talking (laughs) to us. And then we got up to give our tickets. um, Someone else came up and said, asked us, is there someone with you? And then... Again, I don't like to get too preachy with things, so I didn't. And oh. it was a chill night. Um, I was out with someone. I wanted it to be a nice night. I didn't want it to be this yeah. big scene brought towards. But I, I just, I just said confidently. I was like, "No, actually, there's no one with us. We're two independent blind people traveling by ourselves." Is, is what I said.
1: We're here on a night out. We don't really want a yeah. third party here.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, as most people, if they're going out with someone, might not want a third person <laughs> <laughs> with them. Um, but anyway, then they, they didn't like give us a hard time or anything. They took our tickets and then. Um, Again, it's another one of those situations where we didn't bring anyone with us, and we would have been fine. I would have, you know, I would have just found us, found a seat. I would have listened and used my cane, and maybe asked some, some other, some just some uh, random person that was there um, about where there was a seat. But we all we did run into um, the Aeolian Hall does have a lot of amazing volunteers who help out such a great organization. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were volunteers there, and there was an old, older lady who was very f- friendly and helpful, and she said, I'll help them find a seat. And she helped us find a seat, and she helped us to the bar, and then at intermission she came and asked if we needed anything, and I needed the washroom, so she helped me find that. So it's it's really great when there are mem- like, p- members in the community that are out there to help, but at the same time, it's also, even if that wasn't there, we would still, I'm used to being independent and confident to where I would, I would still listen, but for cues to hear, you know, you might hear... Glasses, or you might hear something to be like, "Oh, the bar's back there." Yeah. You hear people going there or for the seats. You hear people sitting down, and you hear people coming into different rows. And then you would just ask someone if you if you walk by, "Oh, is there an available seat?" So it's it's great when there are volunteers and someone there to help. Um, but at the same time, if there wasn't, we would still we would still figure it out. And then overall, it did it did all work out. Um, at the end of the show, that that same lady came and helped us hmm. um, back outside. Which, and again, it was another situation where she took us to the elevator, which we've talked about on the show many times. I think that. Oftentimes, people assume, "Oh, you're blind. You want the elevator instead of the stairs." Um, it's like,
1: how often do they see blind people falling down the stairs?
0: Yeah, you wonder, right? Probably mm-hmm. not very often, but
1: I don't think it happens that um, often.
0: Anyone who's listening, if if you've seen blind people fall down the stairs a lot, uh, send us an email.
1: Yeah, tweet at, look us. on
0: radiowestern at gmail.com. Tweet
1: us. <laughs> <Outlook CFP. laughs> um Look, CFP.
0: But but anyway, and I I did say I think even. Um, my uh, the, the person I was with mentioned that um, oh th- uh, where are the stairs from here or whatever because we came up the stairs and they were nice stairs there <laughs> you get a bit of exercise but then she also did comment she's like well there's a lot of people leaving they're really busy right now which is true like after those shows end there are crowds and crowds of people. Stampede
1: and, down the stairs
0: um, even the elevator there were a few people waiting to get on it yeah. but um, so it, it all depends sometimes you could be like, even some blind people might say there was a volunteer there to help them Find stuff depending on their mood. Some people might like might be like, no, that's okay. I'll find my own seat or I'll I'll figure it out. Um, but at the other, in the other hand, sometimes it just makes it faster and easier if there is someone who's volunteering there anyway, and they want to make it accessible for everyone, and they're willing to help um, people find something. I mean, it, even someone sighted could do that. Like so
1: you know, they they might be, where's the washroom? Bar, yeah. the bar is a little more visible, but the washroom sometimes is tucked away in a down a hall or something, and they ask.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of talk about that, about how the these these simple daily experiences we we face. That it's yeah, obviously it's not quite as easy. If you can see for us to go out by ourselves, if we're both blind to to a place like that and and find a seat and find the bar and find the washing when you need it, and all those all those things are a bit more of a challenge. But they can still be done, and it it always feels great once once you do that, and then you get home, and yeah, sure you got some help from people, but still in the end you did it. You went out all on your own. You did you didn't depend on people to um, to get you out of the house so
1: yeah you, you don't you don't want it to be too much of a, a chore that pe- some people are just like oh, I'll just stay home
0: yeah and I get that because I I I mean even even the blindness aside sometimes I'm just more yeah. of a I'm more of an introverted sort of home <laughs> why
1: can't the jazz person, but- trio come to me <laughs> <laughs> they should just play in your lobby or something right?
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I do. I do actually like getting out because it always do, it does feel good in the end. Even though sometimes before I go out, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Uh-huh. And I also do find it's easier when you're with someone.
1: Mm-hmm. Sometimes,
0: like if you're on your own, it's
1: well, you'd have a different experience on your own.
0: Yeah, in some ways, it's kind of neat on your own because you're not, you know, you with someone else trying to make sure you keep track of them, and make sure that they're okay. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's also kind of maybe a little more lonely or not quite as inspired to go out when it's just like, oh, I'm just going out by myself. Oh, screw it, I'll just stay home kind of thing. <laughs> Whereas if someone else is in with it too, then, then it's like, okay, yeah, we should go out.
1: But it's the trick of it. that I, This thing comes up all the time. When do you accept help? And sometimes you don't want the help. And if you don't want it, you f- you you feel like the one who's being rude, turning down help. People are just being helpful and how you know how dare you turn that down? Or, you know.
0: <laughs> and that's why I'm definitely down the middle and with a lot of things where i feel it just depends on the situation some days sometimes depending where you're at and what mood you're in and what the occasion is like sometimes
1: and the kind of help
0: yeah and the the type of person the the way way they approach it
1: yeah
0: um this this lady just was very nice and and calm and chill and was just trying to be helpful and
1: patronize you yeah she wasn't behind your back no did they come with someone
0: yeah i don't know it's just it's still kind of weird and then and that's when you when you hear things like that it's again, i I try not to get too affected by it. um and i I, I don't really, but it it does it, it does still um sort of accentuate the fact of, yeah, then it's gonna be it's hard for us to to get fit into real society and get a job if if people think we can't even like go yeah. out we we would always go out with someone else if we're going anywhere. like just I, I wonder if ever in society, like someday there will be enough accessibility in, out there and things are accessible enough, and blind people are. Encouraged enough to get it on their own to where eventually it'll just be like anyone who's out on their own, and people won't question it. but I don't know if that's a reality, but
1: well i've just i've I've met i've recently I've met people who just assume i could I couldn't possibly live on my own. and some people even being like they assuming I can't even feed myself or take a shower by myself. they assume i I have like an aide who helps me or a family member. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like there are people in wheelchairs and things who do need that kind of help. Right, there's nothing wrong with asking for the kind of help you need.
0: Well, that, and that's the thing; everyone's in a different situation. There are, and that's why I'm also not the type that's going to tell every blind person, "Oh, this is the way to do it," because that, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Everyone has their own way. Everyone ha- is at their own um, level and has their own needs. And some people do need more care than others. And it's not to say every blind person can can be independent. And it's also not to say that just because one person is independent that they're they're better than someone else or whatever. It's mm-hmm. it's all it's all individual, and it's not a it's not a cut and dry sort of situation. It's very it just it just depends. Yeah. But yeah, overall it was a, it was a lovely night. It was an, it was fun, so.
1: Well, that's good. <clears throat> as long as that kind of
0: And we went out for dinner first too and we got um some help there. <laughs> um luckily here in London the great place the Morrissey house. I'll give them a quick shout out. No uh How's their menu? Sponsors or anything? They do actually have braille menus there. There
1: you
0: go. Um, which is was unexpected. The only thing is they give you the braille menus, and then they said, they said, um, um, just clarify once you once you pick something you want, clarify that we still have it because we changed our menu recently. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty awesome. Like I'm not I'm not complaining at all. It's amazing. A lot of places don't even have braille menus at all. So it's awesome that they do but they're also not totally up to date uh,
1: yeah I mean we at this point expect every restaurant should have a Braille menu when you open a restaurant you should have to look into making that accessible including the menu for for someone who couldn't read it on their you know read the regular menu but it's not clear to everybody if yeah unless it' it's becomes if it's not a chain then it's even less likely but and that's
0: why I was surprised by this place because yeah it's not a chain exactly um, so you, you never know but it is one of those things people don't Think about when they're opening a restaurant, and it's not in the law specifically, or something. And unless, and that's why it's it, in some ways it's it, we want it, it, we feel like it should just be ex- expected, and we should people should mm. know about it. But it's kind of our job to tell restaurants this and keep asking for braille menus, even if you go somewhere and you know they don't have it, just ask again. Because so that-
1: I went to Red Lobster last week and I uh, asked for a braille menu, and they, oh yeah, we do, but it took them a few minutes to dig it out because like I don't know how often anybody would ever use it. So they put it somewhere, but they don't often have to get it out.
0: So yeah, like, and, and I we uh, went menu? to Jack Astor's a couple weeks ago, and uh, I had assumed they had a Braille menu, because I'm pretty sure I, had, I got one out of Jack Astor's before, unless I'm mistaken, I don't know. but I mean, they are a chain, but they said mm-hmm. no, they didn't have one. I so. thought they would. So you just never know.
1: But yeah, they, then they'd have to keep updating it every time a restaurant decides to make a menu switch of some kind, and that's just not realistic either. And, and then
0: often, um, often they don't have drink menus in braille though. Like at this place, the, right, the, at like the, the, the Morrissey House, they didn't have a they didn't have a drink menu. Um, well, like
1: certain restaurants, like Red Lobster is a chain, and they have all their drinks included. They had a pretty extensive menu, and it had it had all their 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 beer and their wine and their mixed drinks.
0: Yeah, so some places might, but a lot of places don't, yeah. and which makes it hard to order that because you can get the the server to read through all the all the drinks, but oftentimes you want to just pick something and you don't want to go through all that. So <laughs> sounds like sounds like fun, right?
1: Yeah. Well, that's a good. Dis- all these things we have to keep talking about. So I don't know. Like in on this show, I don't really believe in touching on one subject once and then not then you know not being able to talk about it again because these things, who knows who's listening and who knows, you know. The, the reason, the thing is, we have to keep talking about this. Sometimes, maybe we sound like a broken record or whatever. No, but that's people. the point. Yeah,
0: we have to. These topics. There's going to be a lot of new topics and guests and everything on the show. But then, a lot of times, we are going to go back to the same things over and over because. But we like
1: to apply it to our life. Like if if we have to yeah, if it's a new situation that weekend, involves it, yeah. we're going to talk about that. Um, which is why I like having this show. Um, so yeah, just quickly getting. Um, so I, I always make a plan for the show. But sometimes, like I said, we start with the topic quickly, talk about something briefly, and it, it ends up taking half the show or whatever. So that's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's nice that it's right after the weekend so that yeah. sometimes on a weekend we get out or we do something and that can yeah. relate the to the Or the past week since
1: last week, time we were here. I, I don't really feel like getting into everything I got up to this past week since last show, but uh, I will touch on it. It's a lot of, a lot more accessibility issues and uh-huh. things in my life. You know, libraries and accessibility um, that's an ongoing problem but I just thought I'd quickly touch on a few things going on in the news these days or in, in media um, first of all I don't know if you have an article specifically about can you find the article if you have the article about um, this is us I don't know if you want to do, do that one
0: uh, let me see if I can bring it up. If you want so, um, This long. Is Us
1: was on the premiere of this, of Season 4, uh, and anybody listening who watches This Is Us, it's a pretty popular show. I don't know, maybe it's lost some of its luster.
0: So, this is, it's is a, this Season 2? No.
1: Show? It's, they're on Season 4. Brian.
0: Oh, Season 4. Oh, wow. Yeah. You can see how out of touch I am. Well, with yeah,
1: the- Brian doesn't watch This Is Us, but that's fine. Um, but we're talking about media representation, and a lot of this has been... The National Federation of the Blind in the U.S. has been really pushing... Um, for because um, there's a show on um, what's the the WB or whatever that channel is about a blind lady um, and some people don't feel like that's oh maybe that's the one I'm getting well.
0: this mixed up with I think maybe what's that one called
1: uh, I don't remember I don't watch it
0: <laughs> oh well we should watch that one too because it, we should or we should uh, at least do we
1: should yeah um, because that's a sighted actress playing a blind character and that's fine. Like we say, actors play different roles. So, of course, an actor who's going to play a doctor doesn't mean they're an actually actually a doctor. Um, even though Amy Fair Fowler uh, actually was a scientist of some sort before she was on... Um, um, <laughs> what's the show called?
0: <laughs> sorry, what? I was I was bringing up this oh, article. Oh, sorry. Um,
1: a Big Bang Theory, anyway. So she plays a scientist on TV, and she was in real life.
0: But but my my question is with the with the blind characters, mm-hmm. these these shows that do have a blind ca- character played by a sighted a- actor, mm-hmm. um, what sort of research do they do, or who do they do they consult yep. blind people when they're doing That's it? That's the question. Even if they don't use a blind person, which some people have, have mixed opinions on that. Some people feel like oh, there are blind people out there that are they're
1: just not given the chance. actors are not
0: given a chance. Um, and then the other opinion is yeah, an actor can be play.
1: But I, I could picture it being hard to be, to act when you can't see. I mean, I I've but you also
0: don't know uh, at these NF, at these conventions we were at in the states and stuff. They do have um, committees for the blind, for blind um, people in in the arts and in acting and mm-hmm. in entertainments and stuff like that. So they they are out there. Yeah, and uh, we just need
1: to hear from them more. I think is the thing. Yeah, and again,
0: let's 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 face it. The blind. Population, well, well, still a, a, a large number overall is still pretty small. So, it's like any population. There's not going to be that many. <laughs> you, you're, yeah. you're, you're competing against a cited population of actors, which is going to be a lot larger. Yep.
1: And that's um, the thing. They have to search, look hard. So, for this, this is us. Character. They did really search to find him. Um, and they did find him. Um, but uh, yeah. So this is us. <laughs> it's a complicated premise. So you, Brian, who haven't seen the show. It jumps around. It goes from like the 70s all the way to like 20 years from now. Um, So this latest uh, premiere, they jump ahead and they um, focus on three new characters. One of them happens to be a a blind guy. And first you see of him, he is making breakfast. So you just see a guy making breakfast in his apartment, which is very normal, right? (laughs) You make breakfast, I make breakfast. Uh, We don't have help. We've learned how to do it. Um, We don't recommend you just put on a blindfold and uh, try it Uh, could result in a problem but anyway he he drops or he tries to feed his dog some food off his plate and the plate falls and breaks and he starts to pick up the pieces and I was watching it with my mom our mom who's sighted obviously and she said that um, so the first thing you notice about the character is that he's not looking down at the pieces he's picking up so that's a sign that he can't see them so he's not you know trying to look at them Right, um, and then um, he, he, so he's upset because he broke the plate, so he goes out to a diner for breakfast, He just gives up, and goes out, and he meets this waitress, and she does that thing that we've discussed before, where she he doesn't realize she's talking to him, so he she like reaches out and touches his arm or something, and he's like, "What'd you do that for? Why are you touching me?" But in his case, he's joking. <laughs> then he kind of laughs it off, he's like, "I'm just kidding, and you know. I'd love like to find a table. Thank you. And then he ends up flirting with her, and they end up together. So that's really nice. <laughs> and, of course, he's a musician. And, again, there's a stereotype. Of yeah, course. A bit that's, of a stereotype. That's all blind people can uh-huh. do. But if you know the show, you know that his mother and his grandmother, if you can figure out any spoilers, people have seen the show. It's been out a week.
0: Yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert, maybe.
1: <laughs> um, but if you you realize that his mother and his grandmother are both musical. So it makes
0: sense. And that's, that's another thing about about all this advocacy and stuff. Sometimes we jump to these conclusions, mm-hmm. like, oh, they're making a stereotype, and that's stereotypes in general, where sometimes, yeah, maybe they are, but <clears throat> in other cases, it's it's actually just a coincidence, or just the way anyone could be. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, they, so all yeah, make the, they, they hired this, the, the blind actor then, and um, I don't know if you wanted me to read yes, a we bit got of there. this. Or, <clears throat> well, again, I'm reading off my... Uh, Braille display. Yeah, my Focus forty forty 40-cell Braille display here in my lap, which... It might be hard for you to imagine, but if you check out our one-year anniversary oh. video on YouTube, yeah, which is up the on the Radio, Radio Western, Western YouTube channel, <laughs> YouTube
1: channel.
0: Um, you can probably see some uh, shots of this bro display. Yep. Um, but yeah, they say, not only did NBC hire an actor who is blind, they've also stepped outside many common stereotypes in his portrayal. In a world where people think blindness is the end of independence, the show paints a much more accurate picture. So I don't know. You've seen the show. I haven't. So mm-hmm. I don't know if this this stands true from what you've seen. Um, where it, it actually um, it steps outside of stereotypes a little bit and, and actually shows a blind person being independent and. Uh, um.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it shows. Like I said, it shows him in his apartment. It shows him making breakfast. It shows him. He obviously gets to the diner. Uh, he he's a very outgoing guy. So you know, not everybody who's blind has that much of a personality that they're able to flirt with a waitress, right? but that's something a lot of guys might try and sometimes it's successful sometimes it's not um but you know it doesn't mean you know blindness has really little to do with that part um, but and they
0: say they say here too sorry to interrupt but okay. they say when when jack was a baby they even show that on the show and they when his parents get the diagnosis his mother says my son is going to live a life without limits um so that right there kind of shows
1: yeah like i said it's flashbacks it jumps ahead it goes all over the place but basically he's the son of one of the main characters um, one of the three, they call them the three musketeers, or what do they call them? It's it's a pair of twins, and then their adopted uh, brother, who's a, a black boy. Who, um, so they got you know this show tackles has tackled a lot of t- tough subjects: race and alcoholism. Um, you know, and obesity, like, you know, dealing with, you know, weight issues, and so it's a lot of stuff, and depression, it talks about a lot of this stuff, so, yeah, they have a baby who's premature, and so there's a scene, um, when they jump back to his birth, or a couple months after, where the doctor comes in and informs the parents that, you know, we've done more testing on your son, and, uh, he, he's likely not gonna see, he, he may see shadows or something, um... So he's got retinopathy, meaning that's a prematurity thing. When a baby's born premature, often their retinas don't develop. Um, so actually I was watching it with her mom, and she, she'd she watched it once before, because sometimes when she's describing a show to me, um, I'd like it always to have audio description, but it doesn't always. Um, she says it helps to watch it once before. She she picks up on things each time that she didn't see the other time, and it helps her to, to know what to describe. Anyway, so for a mother who's got you and me are two, two blind kids um, who she went through that experience. She remembers being in the doctor's office and having them tell her and her and our father that, you know, your your daughter is blind and, and in that moment, it's devastating because you don't know what the future holds, you know, and you worry that life will be tougher and what how will they, you know, be happy and what will they accomplish, you know, will the blindness hold them back at all? So it was kind of emotional for her to watch that scene. and um, But yet... Then they show the 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 family coming to a, the, a birthday party, and the grandma's there, and the grandma looks at her daughter, the mother of this baby, and and, and the mother sort of yeah, like a, a look of devastation. Yeah, the doctor says this doesn't look good for you know him getting him having any sight, uh, and you know at first it's it's devastating again to the grandmother, but then the grandmother comes over and picks up the baby and and hugs the baby and you know cuddles the baby like you would when you have a grandchild, and it's just it's not much different in, in that respect. So once a parent does deal with that, and, and you and I are able to sort of be like, oh, our parents are so strong, look at what they've done and all they've faced, but yet we weren't there to see the initial stages of that. And it must've been, you know, very devastating in in the beginning. Um, but it just shows, so it jumps ahead there to show him living a happy life. You know, he's, he's gonna have a baby of his own. Um, and he's performing, and and the actor playing him, again, I can't see him, you know, but he's gonna obviously portray the character as blind very well because he is blind. And I am curious to learn more about how that works, how how he's directed in the scenes, and and he has been in lots of um, Broadway and musical theater and stuff. So he's you know been in the acting world, and this is great that that NBC is doing this because it it is gonna help. Uh, portrayal of blind people, and it's just going to normalize it for people who, you know, how many people watch this? as us? Now, I, I don't know. know I
0: don't know if you've heard any other reviews or if there's been any discussion on this. If there have any, if there has been any negative,
1: it's been about a week, so, so it's still I haven't heard. New. There'll be there'll be more, I'm sure. Um, and this season's going to develop. It's going to focus a lot more on him as a baby with his parents. Um, they just showed him in the future just to sort of give us a taste. But uh, there's a lot of storylines to cover in this show, so um, we'll see. we will be interesting to see how the rest of the season goes. But I just thought it's good to highlight this today. And anybody who likes this is us. Um, again, we'd like to hear people's thoughts. And
0: uh, yeah, anyone who's seen the show, who has any thoughts. Um, and again, and it's interesting when our when our mother mother watches it. Who is who is cited, but who has raised blind children because she might know a little bit more about how things are than. Um, Someone else is just maybe watching it who doesn't Mm -hmm. have that connection. But uh, yeah, from what I am i haven't seen the show, so I can't really comment. But based on reading this, it does seem like a pretty positive uh, um, portrayal.
1: Yeah, I haven't really heard the NFB's um, take on things.
0: Well, their their take was on that other show um, that we're blanking on the name of right now. What was that one called? Yeah. That was the one where there was a lot of discussion about.
1: Uh Uh-huh. And again, I haven't seen that one. So it's nice having a conversation with you, Brian, because you're you're reading the article, but I saw the episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, there's too many, there's not enough hours in the day for Brian to watch all, because he's got to catch up on, because you're not going to understand it. The hard thing is for people with disi- who are blind, it's hard to watch that show without audio description. Well, I, I was just
0: reading a little bit in the article there as we wrap up with they our last really, minute or so here. Yeah, um, how, how it was pointed out that there wasn't audio description in that show. I think they added it now. Yeah. But it sounds like the first season still doesn't have it. Um,
1: I haven't checked out the later seasons on Netflix, um, but I thought now NBC and um, CTV here in Canada would have description on my TV. I'm going to check Tuesday night. But
0: right, but know. what it's saying in the in the article is that they've added it, but it wasn't there in the first season and still isn't,
1: which is weird because um, they could add it now. I don't know. Yeah,
0: well, especially if I mean not even especially. I shouldn't say that because it <sighs> should be there regardless. But um, if you're if you have a character on the show played by someone who's blind, um, that person needs to be a it's like when, with the show. Dare, when
1: the show Daredevil came out. They're like, oh, Daredevil, the guy's blind, isn't that cool? And they have audio description. It's one of the first ones on, on Netflix to have audio description. So, Anyway, we'll talk about Daredevil another day. <laughs> Superheroes and such.
0: Yeah, so there's other, some other articles Carrie had picked out that we don't have time to get to, as always.
1: But we may not but, uh, do it next week because I we think we have a guest, right?
0: Yes, there should be a guest next week. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime... Find us on all those social media uh, places, and by email, outlookonradiowestern at gmail.com. Send us a message.
1: Have a good week, everybody.
0: All right. See you in October. Yeah. Find us on Twitter, at OutlookCFB, and on Facebook, Facebook facebook.com slash outlookonradiowestern.